Sing with them, choir. Pour your spirit out. Let's pray that one more time. We need. And we need a fresh wind. Let bring him to heaven. Pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out. The holy anointing of holy. Give him worship right now. Let the sons and daughters worship the King of glory. Come on, let the redeemed of the Lord say so tonight. I've been redeemed only by the blood of the Lamb. Only by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. We're going to give my husband a chance to get around. You can be seated. He had to do double duty. We have firemen that are on our praise team. We have shift workers, obviously, as you can tell, so... He had to do double duty <clears throat> drums, and I think he's, I think he's here now. Come on, babe, greet us. Hey, that's all we know is hard work <laughs> and rushing, and just, just. Whoa. And I got a. There's a pastor in the in the house tonight. I believe uh, Pastor David Moore. He knows exactly what we're talking about. Can his church just give him a good hand if he's here tonight? We, we're very appreciative of him. His wife. Are, are y'all both nurses? So listen, it, the work of God, there's no rest for the weary. So he's a full, they're both full-time nurses. He works at Mother Francis ER. And he made the first night of the revival. He got here at 8 o'clock. He said, I made it from Tyler to Rusk in 30 minutes. That's 122 and miles an hour. I'll tell you what, that's going through Beckham and Troop Highway and the Loop. And Would y'all so. stand? Do you mind standing so everybody can see you? I know you don't want honor, but we, come on, we need to give honor to whom honor is due. Let's give him come a standing on. ovation. Come on, we can do better than that coming to church. That's a man of God right there. We honor you, Pastor. I don't know you very well, but I know this. I know from your congregation, everything they've said about you, you are very loved, you're hard, your family is a hard-working family. They are hard workers, and they're doing it because they love it. This is not for any kind of fame or glory or anything like that. It's not religion. I know we've said that a lot here in the last few days. It's not religion. It's Jesus. And uh, praise God for a, a, a family that will commit their life and their work to God. And uh, one day we can retire from our other jobs and we can commit 100% to the work of the Lord. But until then, we'll just uh, drink more Turbo Force and Red Bulls and coffee and uh, eat less and sleep less and uh, work it just it's fun though I'm having a good time people say man where do you get all the energy I, God just blesses us and uh, you know you read about the old ones in the Bibles that had babies I don't know I'm not saying that baby I'm not I'm not speaking that you know we're done <laughs> we're done I don't, I'll take all the energy but I don't want any more babies <laughs> I feel for all of you that do have babies all right uh, why don't you just real quick just find somebody close to you that you hadn't shaken their hand or said hello to and let's just greet each other real quick it's always good to greet each other and tell everybody you love them you're going to see them in the grocery store and at the gas pump so you might as well say hello right now you know what happens when you get your family together a lot you just get more and more friendlier and friendly uh we've been getting together a lot here lately friday night saturday night sunday morning sunday night it's, a, it's been a good time i like it i like doing my family i want to i want to i want to give uh just some uh some recognition to a few things uh first i would like to get brantley up here come on up here young man if you will just walk around over here those stairs and come up and uh what about there was, a, I want to just bring up just one of y'all. I know there's about four or five. Uh, one of the young ladies who was over here Friday night, Saturday night, and she had some flags. Where is she at? Is she here? Did she come, come on up here. Come on up here. Did somebody yell out her name? What's her name? 
Carolina. Come on up, Carolina. Do you, and she's got a sister, I know. Tell, bring her sister up here. Our sisters. Come on. The revival is not just for us old folks. It is for these youngsters. Come on up. Carolina, is that right? Are you Carolina? Hey, this is Brantley. Brantley's a single guy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know that one. Hey, there, we have another single young lady over here. Her name, where is she? At? Where is uh, uh, Lila at? Is Lila? Lila? Her, her mother said she, oh, she's up there. She's already, she's, hey, she's, she's already working. She's up there work, doing cameras tonight. Lila's about the uh, age of about six, maybe. Her mother says she can get married at 36. This is what I want to do right now. I just want to, let's, let's give them a hand for their worship. <laughs> They're doing a good job. Lila, all you little kids, praise God for the worship. We don't, we don't have, we don't have flags here at Covenant Church. So that was new to us, and we were like, "Oh, okay, we're doing flags. It's okay." So we, and it, but what was cool was, we, we well, for one thing, we don't even have room for it. But y'all, she, this old, y'all little girls made room for it, and you're like, "I'm gonna get in there, and I'm gonna work it." And I tell you what, it blessed me. That touched my heart to see that worship. That was beautiful. So, all right, so you girls can be seated. Brantley, you're stuck up here for, with me for a minute. Listen, you just tell me what to say, and I, I'm just kidding. My notes. Right here. Brantley, do not be nervous. I'm not going to make you say one thing. You just got to stand up here and look handsome. Brantley's notes. That, hey, that's from today. I don't mean to be guilt tripping any of y'all, but this young man has taken notes on every single night of the revival. I got some on my refrigerator at home. I don't want to take these home. I think his mom and daddy to keep these because he's liable to preach a sermon one day from these notes. I've just read some of the lines in here. Uh, the best is yet to come. Jesus is the only way. I love the Lord all the time. If I give him everything, he will give me everything. All glory to God. Here, come over here. So here's what we got to do. If you're going to be a preacher one day, here, you got to learn how to preach. And so what you do is you got to build them up before you tear them down. So that's what we just did. We, Hallelujah, praise God. And then you hammer home this point right here that you wrote down right here. And it said, listen, hang on, let me find it. Okay, I like the word of God. His love is in the house. Let me find it. Uh, you can go to church every day and still live like the devil. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Just point at him. Just point at him. Yeah. Let me help you down here. Hey, here's your notes. You need to preach a sermon off that one day. And I like, man, it's like he's already, it's like God's already feeding it into him. Man, it was at the end of his notes. He's like, uh, build them up, brag on them, encourage them. You can live like the devil and still go to church. Hey, we laugh, but uh, your words are powerful. Your words are extremely powerful. And everything you're saying to those children, whether it be positive or negative, you need to know both can make it a, have a, a lasting effect. So what are we going to do, Covenant Church? We're going to speak positive words. We're going to build those children up. We are proud of our kids. Amen. This is Sunday night. It's the last night of revival. And uh, we just jumped in this thing and we just said, hey, we're just going to do it. My wife and I have been pastoring for about three years. Uh, David, you and your wife, what? Two years or so? One one year. And he's like me. We're like, hey, no better time than now. Let's just do it. Let's just jump in here. Okay, I'm a, I'm a pastor now. And the other day, I was just a nurse or I was just a firefighter or whatever. But now we're pastoring. And so one of the, th one of the things that happens with pastoring for the first time, if anybody in here, you <laughs> first time pastors, just me and David. All right. Yeah, first time pastors. 
I guess you're always a first-time pastor. What am I saying here? All right, so you may, I know we have pastors that go from church to church to church, and they try, you, you ever know that they have tryouts? Some of y'all, you've just, you're like, Covenant Church is the only church I've ever gone to. I didn't even really care about Jesus. I didn't care about my future until I came here. Well, there is some church things that happen, and they have preachers that go to churches, and they try out. Like, they're going to preach a sermon, and if they like the guy, Forget what he preached, the word of God. And it was like, you can live like the devil and still go to, I don't want to hear that. You can just X him right off the list. You can take Brother Johnston right off the list, scratch his name off. That didn't make me feel good. I like the fact that God put somebody here and at the bread of life in certain places and he said, you know what, I'm, I don't want the one who wants it. I want the one who is just, I don't call, what is it, help me out. I don't bless, I don't call the equipped, I equip the called. I knew if I tried to say that on my own, I would mess it up. Always go to your wife, if men, she can help you out. I threw her for a loop too, she was sitting there like, I, I. all right, if you're watching online, I know several of our uh, Members are watching online. Uh, it's tough to get up here. Some of you have to drive a long ways. we got people that drive 45 minutes an hour away, hour and 15 minutes, I think, some. And uh, they, they're watching online. Why don't we just greet them? If you could wave at them. Some of y'all will turn around right here and wave at them. Why don't y'all take the camera and just pan the crowd, and let's just wave at them, make them feel welcome. All right, they're looking at y'all. They're looking at y'all. We're glad that y'all could join with us online. Hit us up in the comments. Say something in the comments. Put something in there. Let us know you're still alive and you're not asleep in the recliner. Tonight we are going to baptize until we splash all the water out of the tank. If you're getting baptized tonight, would you please just stand up right now loud and proud. Stand up if you're getting baptized tonight. I'm 12, I'm count, 13, 13, 14, something like that. Thank y'all. Y'all can be seated. And we baptized a couple this morning. Heath and Reese were baptized this morning. That was beautiful. It's, uh, it's, it's exciting in revival time to see some that were just kind of like, oh, yeah, I go to church. But now they're like, I'm going to church. <laughs> I live for Jesus. My heart belongs to God. It's awesome. Let's pray. Father, we're so blessed to be in your presence. We love you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. Continue to move in this house once again. We know, God, that you're here in this place. We honor your presence. We lift you up. You are mighty God. We praise your mighty name. We ask God that you would deliver those that are in bondage tonight. If there's anyone here that needs to be delivered, I pray that you would send deliverance in the mighty name of Jesus. Send your spirit down here to rebuke the devourer and rebuke the enemy that has tried to take these people's lives and their freedom. We want freedom for our, our family and our friends. We want freedom for your people in the mighty name of Jesus. We want healing for the sick. We ask these things. We humbly ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask, God, that you would move in this place and let your spirit flow through this place from the front to the back. Every wall, side to side, fill this place with your presence. And we know, God, that you're going to do it. We believe in you. We know that you are able. If you've done it once, you can do it again. Don't tell me he can't do it because I know that he can in Jesus' mighty name. Tonight I want to title this Firefall, Firefall, and I'm going to be as brief as I can. Y'all start that clock for me if you can. If you can't, I'm looking at my watch right now. Here we go. We got a timer going, and um, I want to be brief, but I don't want to just skip through an extra night of revival and, and miss anything that God has planned for us. If you weren't here Friday or Saturday night, and this is your first time here at the revival, you're going to find out that from somebody else, or I'll tell you right now, God decided to wake me up at 3 in the morning for three nights. It wasn't three nights in a row. It was Monday night, Tuesday night, and Thursday night. I was a little bit thrown off because I was expecting God to wake me up on Wednesday night, but he let me rest. 
I don't know if he felt sorry for me. But I remember telling my wife, I said, I, I'm like excited to go to bed because he woke me up. Monday night at 3, Tuesday night at 3. When I say wake me up, I'm telling you, I'm sound asleep, eyes open, boom, there's the sermon to preach. That's what you're preaching Friday night. Okay, here we go. Kind of question, is that me? That, that's prob- that was me. I probably drank too much caffeine. <laughs> Tuesday night, boom, same time, within like, 15 minutes or so, just right there, around 3 a.m. So I said, man, I can't wait to go to sleep Wednesday night because I'm, I'm expecting, I'm like, I'm almost expecting to see something or have this crazy vision or angels or I'm getting excited and getting worked up. Went to bed, woke up next morning, missed it. I didn't, I didn't get it. Thursday night, same thing happened to me. And um, even with that, I will tell you, as a first-time pastor, studying for these sermons and trying to get this together and saying, Lord, I appreciate you giving me the sermon. I really would appreciate more than just one word or two words. Like last night's sermon was off of one single word in my brain, and he was like, here you go, good luck. It worked out. It worked out. It was a mighty move of God. And I believe God helps us in our time of need. I thank God for putting those, those thoughts in my, in, my, in my spirit and helping us to pastor and preach. Firefall. Firefall. Let me talk about that just for a minute, and let's talk about uh, a firefall. And we, we pray all the time. You know, we've talked about it. You hear it in church. Firefall of God. Send the fire from heaven. And that, that was on fire. And that preacher was on fire. And that singer, man, that song, she was on fire. And we fire this and fire that. And Donald Trump, long time ago, you fired. I mean, we just. We talk about fire, but I don't even know if we realize. Do we even realize what, we, what we're praying for when we say fire fall, fire fall? You know, because fire does come. There's some spots in the Old Testament. You flip back in the back towards the beginning here. And that fire is judgment. Fire fall. Lord, send the fire to Rust, Texas. Fire fall in Rust. Woo. Wow, judgment. Specify what kind of fire you want. I am grateful that we have had some Holy Ghost fire in this place. It's been awesome. Yosemite National Forest. Years ago, they, they're, uh, so there's a, there's a phenomenon that happens at Yosemite National Forest, and it happens... Uh, on the horsetail fall around late February, and they're going to put a picture of this up here for me, and it is called firefall. And this is a phenomenon that happens, and when the atmosphere is just right and the sun is setting just right, and it's there's so many conditions. You can read about it. These conditions have to be absolutely perfect. And people will camp out and hang out, and they... and and it's just, it, it became years ago just a fiasco. There were so many people coming to watch it. And when it happens, in the late evening, afternoon hours, it's only for about 10 minutes. And they say it is just unbelievable. It's just something that is just almost like a, they said, people wrote about it and said it was almost like a supernatural experience. Man, come on. You're going to, I mean, there's way more than that. Supernatural experience. I want you. I want to invite you to just little old Rust, Texas. <laughs> Let's let, come on to church. Leave the the campground and come camp out over here for about three nights, and I'll show you a supernatural experience. But this is really beautiful. It's really amazing, and it looks like fire just coming and spilling off uh, the mountaintop there. And uh, I'm not sure what rock that is. Um, I believe it's the one where the guy climbed it and he was uh, doing a free solo. El Capitan maybe or I can't remember. But it doesn't matter. Um, so this phenomenon that happens, they spoke about it and they said it was like almost like a supernatural experience. So back in 1968, a man named George Herzog, he was the National Parks Director. And George Herzog said, you know what, enough with the fiasco. This is something that belongs in Disney World. I don't like it. I don't. He, you know, he's probably a, a a real. He's real big on nature and keeping things pristine. And he didn't like the crowds. And he didn't like how people were coming in there. And they probably were trashing the place up, camping out, hanging out, blasting their music. And they were wanting to kind of just, you know, kind of 
make it into just a show and a spectacle. I can imagine in my mind it was kind of building. It's like, hey, man, you got to get up here to Yosemite. you got to get up here. Bring your kids. Bring your mom and them. Let's all get up here. We need to get up here, and we need to see this. And he said, you know what? Enough, enough. I'm shutting it down. I'm shutting down Firefall. And this man stepped in on something that others were saying, man, it's so exquisite. It's like a supernatural phenomenon. It's just exquisite. It's beautiful. I love it. I want to see it. And, and this man says, no, you, no, we're shutting the park down. You're not coming out here anymore. You're not, we're not doing it anymore. And he shut it down. I'm telling you, church, I want to make an example out of this tonight. And I want you to know that us, man, can shut down something that man doesn't like, and he gets in the way, and he says, I'm shutting down the firefall. And there's so many ways that we can shut down a firefall. And I want to talk about for a few minutes the firefall of heaven and the Holy Ghost fire that falls in our midst. We've seen it. We've experienced it. And we can never, ever, ever, for these little kids' sake, these children's sake, say, you don't need to see that. It's a spectacle. I don't think you need to see that. I don't think you need to hear that. We don't do that. And, and you rob them of something that is just unbelievable. They said this would happen when the conditions are right. When the conditions are right. Don't you know that the conditions have been right here? It started with that women's conference. No, no, no. It started a year ago when we said prayer every Sunday night. And then there was times where we're like, oh, my goodness, I forgot the Super Bowl is on a Sunday. Prayer, Sunday night. Crowd may have been down. It's okay. There were people here. It's praying. And then we started fasting. And, and there were some three-day fasts, and there were some... Longer fast and some shorter fast and sometimes people got tired of hearing about fast and it's all sacrifice. But what we're doing is we're, we were building, the conditions were getting right. The conditions were getting right. We're just, you know, God, we've said it, he's so intentional and he can intentionally be quiet. He can intentionally say, y'all keep doing what you're doing. Well, God, we need to move. I mean, we need, hey, come on now. We, we fasted for three days. I read, my, I read four chapters this week, God. I mean, come on. I don't even read my Bible, God. And I read four chapters this week. I fasted Dr. Peppers. I ate like a horse, but I fasted Dr. Peppers. And I even prayed a little bit, and I listened to 89.5. You should now give me the job I want, bless my marriage, turn my life around. I'm tore it from the floor, but I need to be, re, you know, just rearrange me. Come on. You No, just keep doing what you're doing. I want to see how much consistency you have. I want to see how much do you love me? Do you love me when it's not going right? Are you going to love me when I'm quiet? Are you going to love me when I'm not giving you everything that you want? I provide your needs, but I don't, I don't, you don't give us all our wants. But the, the conditions... When they're just perfectly right, the sky lights up. And for 10 minutes, there's probably people out in the campgrounds going, Oh, oh we, we were here. We saw it. it we, I got a picture. I got a selfie in front of it. Did anybody take selfies at the altar the last couple of nights? You should have. You did? Yes. I love it. Post it on Facebook. I want to praise God for the churches that came all together for the women's conference and for this revival. And you, I want to say I'm very proud of you for your sacrifice the last two nights. How many of you drive over, you got a 30-minute drive, at least a 30-minute drive. Raise your hand to get here, okay? How many of you have got at least a 45-minute drive? Just go ahead and raise your hand. Let's, let's give a good hand to these people that are sacrificing. Anybody have to get up and go to work early Saturday morning? Because we had church late Friday night. Oh, bless your hearts. 
God bless y'all. I'm very proud of you, very proud of you. God is saying to us tonight, my fire is the sign of acceptance of your sacrifice. We know and we've read over and over in the Bible that that fire fell from heaven. It consumed a sacrifice that was worthy. You can dance around. You can cut yourself. Go read your Bible. Find out that story. There's just a little tip. Just go find it now. Go Google it. Better yet, get in your Bible and turn in the index. They cut themselves and they're dancing and they're worshiping these false gods. But then it's, y'all, are y'all done? Yeah, get it all out of your system. Yeah, just oh, laughing. Fire from heaven. Fall. And consume the altar, the water, everything around it. And like, are, y- are, y'all, are y'all good? Y'all want some more? Because, I, I mean, I, I'll be here all day. I can just imagine that. Can you imagine how he said it? We got, I got plenty of fire. Y'all, y'all want to roast some steaks? What do, what do we want to do here? Turn in your Bibles to 2 Chronicles chapter 7. Read three verses. When Solomon finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The priests could not enter the temple of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled it. When all the Israelites saw the fire coming down and the glory of the Lord above the temple, they knelt on the pavement with their faces to the ground and they worshiped and gave thanks to the Lord, saying, He is good, His love endures forever. Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday today, this is what I saw. I saw fire fall, and it was made evident by the reactions and the, the, the display of love and deliverance and just the tears streaming down the face. And after the fire falls, I saw a lot of this. And I grew up in church, and I remember hearing about the joy of the Lord. And I saw a lot of the joy of the Lord. I saw a lot of people just, and they were joyful, but they were crying. And they're, and they're just, I just, give me a hug. Give me a hug. I just love you so much. It was kind of like me the other day, and I went for a procedure. And I don't even, I'm not going to tell you the procedure because I don't want anybody to just be thinking about, you know, me and this procedure or whatever. But it was a procedure that involved me to be uh, getting knocked out. And uh, the last time that happened to me, I was about six or seven years old. I had to get tubes put in my ears because I was going deaf, I guess. I couldn't hear anything. My parents were like, hey, hey. I'm, I'm totally ignoring them. I couldn't hear them. So, you know, it, it was a long, it'd been a long time since I'd had this, you know, drug that knocks you out. And uh, I don't even know what it's called, but I just know that I'm looking at Steve, my anesthesiologist, and I purposely said to myself, I'm going to make myself say something right at the last second and see if I remember it. I've been, I was like getting worked up. I'm kind of excited about getting put under anesthesia. I want to do this. You know, you didn't have a choice. You were like dying. Mine was planned. For those of you who don't know, this man over here died and God raised him to life. Lazaro, you didn't have a choice. <laughs> I got to schedule mine. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Steve, and he says, Jeremy, here it comes. And I saw his hand over there, and I said, I taste it. And I said, I looked at him, I said, good night, Steve. <laughs> and he said, he said, nighty night. The very next memory, the very next memory was Steve looking at me in the face and saying, you did good, man. You got a good report. Everything's good. Praise God for a good report. Praise God. So we have a firefall that is happening. It's already happening. It's happening. We have that firefall, that super miraculous, supernatural power of God has fallen in this place. Now, what do we got to do? We got to keep it. We got to keep this fire going. We got to keep this fire going. Matthew 25 and 8, the five foolish virgins, they let their oil, they let their fire burn out. They were foolish. We would be so foolish to be so inspired. Notice I said inspired. 
We are not going to be motivated to live for God. I'm not going to, I'm not here to motivate you to, to live for God. Come on, come on, love God. Come on, love God. Come on, give your heart to God. Love Him, love Him. Love God. Please love God for, the, for crying out loud. Come on, love God. Come on, give your heart to Him. Repent, repent. Okay, man, get off my back. I'll repent. I'll repent already. I give my heart to God too. Well, good. You leave me alone? No, no, no. That, I'm not going to motivate you to do it. You need to be inspired. And that was Friday night. That was Saturday night. We talked about that. Once you are inspired, then everything changes. You need to love God because you want to love God. You need to give your heart to God because you want to give your heart to God. And you need to quit doing this. I'm going to fix me. I just need to be disciplined enough. I just need to say no enough. No, you can't say no. You have said no and yes. No and yes. And you say no to the devil and you say yes to the devil. You say no to the devil and you say yes to the devil. And God's over here just saying, if you would just say yes to me at least every once in a while. Hold up, Jesus. I'm going to come to you one day when I get right. But me and the devil are going to hash this out. We're going to argue and we're going to go back and forth. And he has tied you up and tied you up. And he's playing you like a fiddle. Every day. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I'm, boy, I made it 24 hours. I'm going to say, four, yes, devil, I die. you got me. I don't have the will. No, you don't have the willpower. You can't do it on your own. You can't do it. By yourself. But you can do it if you would just get over here with God and say, God, I am unable to control my tendencies. Did you know that in Celebrate Recovery, which goes, it happens at this church every Tuesday night along with about, I don't know, seven or eight other classes on Tuesday night, our help nights. The first thing that we have to admit in there is we say, I realize that I'm not God, and that, I, and then I realize I am powerless to control my tendencies. Is there anybody in here that would just wave a little low finger or head or give me a little heads up, what's up, nod, and say, "I'm with you, Pastor," because I'm raising up both hands. I, I am unable to control my tendencies in myself. But a long time ago, I said, God. I can't do it. I cannot do this anymore. I have tried and tried and tried, and I'm right in that revolving door. I'm in that revolving door, and I'm just going round and round and round and round we go. Where we stop, the devil knows. Let's keep our lamps full. Let's keep our fire burning. Come on. Are y'all with me? Friday night. Friday night was escape night. We talked about escaping the enemy. That was the first thing. Friday night, escape night. We got to get out of here. We're leaving it all behind. We're not going to pack to go back. We are going to leave, and we're not going back. We're not going to look back. We're not going to be turned into a pillar of salt. We are going this way, and we're not turning around. Saturday night, last night, we vowed together. We said we will not complain. The title of the message was No Complaining Allowed. Stop complaining, oh, but this and but that, and I can't, and what if, and what if. What if you just gave your heart to God 100%? How about that? Tonight, we're vowing to keep the flame burning. We will give him everything, and we will. Let's go old school a little bit tonight. How about we do this? This is old school now. Let's go back, and let's say we're going to walk in holiness Now, don't let that rile you up, ladies, too much because I grew up in a church where holiness was you better not be caught wearing high heel shoes. You better not be caught wearing some red ones at that. If I see you walking around in a pair of pants, oh, you most definitely going straight to hell. And don't you dare cut that hair. Now, the ladies had a way around that. They would just get their flat iron out or their curling iron and just sin, 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 sin. That's about the right length. I like that. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't the healthiest hair. Just break it off, break it off, break it off, break it off. I'm not, I'm not cutting my hair. 
That, that's not Jesus. That's not Jesus. That's religion. That is religion. That's why a ministry or an organization, I don't know why in the world I'm going there, but I'm just going to go there. That's why that will never, ever work. That's why it will be our four and no more. Because people don't want religion. They want Jesus. Boom. Brantley. Brantley. He's writing it down. He's writing. He is writing that down. He is writing that down. I see you. I see you. Brantley, right beside what you just wrote down, just drop a big old star or something, put boom right there. <laughs> I was going to call him up here and have him just do this with me, but he, was, he, had his, he is writing that down. Man, this is precious. This is awesome. This is revival. When you got your children in the pews taking notes, Jake Trawick, I see that boy over there, and I guarantee he's already told his mom what he told her Friday night and Saturday night. He was like, when are we going to get to go to the altar? When are we going to get to go to the altar? When can I pray? When can I get the Holy Ghost? When can... Jake, I promise you, I'm trying to wrap it up. I'm trying, son. I am trying to wrap it up. That's revival. Whether you know it or not, parents, revival is in your home. And if the kids take it home, fine. If you take it home, fine. But let's take it home. Let's leave here from this revival. Let's walk out of here. We're not going to walk out of here with anything else. No baggage. No sin. Nothing but Jesus. Nothing but Jesus. You leave it at this altar. You leave it right here. And you walk out. You and Jesus. But we're going to go old school. We're going to walk in holiness. And holiness is not in what you wear. It's not in that. Now, you don't need to be wearing very provocative clothing, ladies. You know, do us all, men, just do us a favor and just, you know, let us imagine some stuff every once in a while. You don't need to just, you know, just because they're pants, they're pants. You know, they're tights, whatever. Okay, you cover that. You cover all that. Leave some to the imagination. Men, same thing. As, but we're going to walk in holiness. And you know what for me holiness is now? Holiness is, for me, it's knowing that I know that I know that when nobody was looking, I gave my eyes to God. When nobody was looking at me and nobody could see me, I gave my ears to God. When nobody could hear me or see me, and it was I'm by myself. Now, that's the times when I can get away with being a Christian. Uh, yeah, see, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Christian, but most of the time. Here and there, I'm a Christian. But when I'm by myself or when nobody's around me or when I've got my friends and where, or, you know, maybe when somebody stops by the house or some, a certain person stops by the apartment, Nobody knows. There was a sermon I preached a long time ago. And let's just do this. And I had a towel in my back pocket. And I called it my, my, quit, my temporary quit towel. I just had it hanging right there. Oh, Jesus, I love you. I give my heart to you. I love you. Oh. Let me throw the towel in for a second. Let me just quit for a second. Let me just go over here and indulge in sin. Let me just be around this. Let me just be, let me get involved in this. Okay, it's good. All right, back to being a Christian here. Hey, how's it going? Hey, you want to church? Teaching Sunday school. Yeah. We can't live like that. Holiness is when, you're, you're living in holiness when you're living right, when nobody knows, when nobody can see you, when you're, you're private. There is no private life. There is no me time, Okay. There's no me time. There's no private time that you just get to do what you want. God sees you everywhere. He knows your hearts. He knows the intent. He knows the intents and the thoughts. Got a lot to write down right there. He then moved up to the arm of the chair he's writing. As we walk, no darkness in our life. No darkness. No darkness. As we walk with Him, He will be the fire and the light that we need. In the darkest night, 
He is the fire that lights our way. So if you're praying for the Holy Ghost fire, you need to pray, God, I need you to be that Holy Ghost fire, that pillar of fire that you help the children of Israel out. Exodus 13, 21, it said a pillar of fire. If he can do it once, he can do it again. We have got to have this Holy Ghost fire. We've either got to put the fire in the sermon, or if you can't preach enough fire in this sermon, take this, this sermon, whatever you're preaching somewhere, and just tear it up and put it in the fire. Two options. Put the fire in the sermon, or put the sermon in the fire. And you are here in a church, and you're surrounded by a church, bread of life. You are with people who are preaching the Word of God. You are preaching the fire of God. We are preaching holiness. We are preaching simple around here, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Just go ahead and just kick all three of those to the curb. Just get rid of that. That's a good start. Get rid of that. As my brother Jason Ray says, Jesus, help me to hate the things you hate and to love the things you love. If you can do that, if you can get rid of those things, congratulations. You're walking in holiness. You are walking in holiness because holiness is not going to be the pinstripe suit and the tie and the look. I did that. It didn't work. You cannot have a look. You can have he, he, his notes. I, don't have, I gave his notes back to him. You can go to church all day long and live like the devil. Boom. I got that from another preacher. We got to have it. 2 Timothy 1 and 6. Fan into flames the gift of God. Fan into flames. Fan it into flames. Proverbs 26, 20. Without wood, a fire goes out. What is that wood? What is going to be the wood for us? It's going to be our worship, our praise, our commitment to Him. Us turning our lives over to a life of holiness. In a world that is corrupt, in a world that is full of sin, you can't even, you can't even go online nowadays and pick out a wholesome show because they're going to just go ahead and throw the ads in there that's going to show two, that's going to show two dudes making out. Over a Coca-Cola, and the Coca-Cola is going to show to It's just sickening. And there's gonna, it's just everywhere. You can't even get away from it. You pretty much just have to turn your TV off, or if you want to go real old school, pull out the VHS and go in there and watch an old VHS with no commercials, nothing in there, if you can get your VCR to work. Jeremiah said it like this. He said, it's like fire shut up in my bones. How, when was the last time you were like fire shut up in my bones? When was the last time you were excited about coming to church? If you have not been excited, if you have not been excited, anticipating, looking forward to being in the presence of God, you need to check yourself. You need to check yourself. You should not have to make yourself go to church. You should not be making yourself live for God. You should not have to make yourself read this word. Make yourself kneel down and thank a loving God who got you out of the mess that you prayed about. You said the prayer. You said, God, if you will get me out of this mess, I will give my life to you. God, if you will help me to just be able to keep my job and not go to jail. Lord, if you will just please help me to get out of this mess. And he, he okay, I'll help you get out of this mess. I'll remove, I'll remove you. I'm going to answer your prayer. I'm going to save you. You know what? You kind of remind me of some other people, millions of them actually, that they call the children of Israel. And if you know, if you would read this... And you would learn that they did the same thing to me. Please, God, help me. Please, God, help me. Save me. And I did. And I delivered them. And they go back to their sin. They go back to their complaining. They go back to living for the enemy. That's why you need to read and learn from other people's mistakes. But if you would be grateful, if you would give your life to God, he is so, so ready to make a huge, huge difference in your life. So if you have not been excited, if you're having to make yourself 
love him. If you've got to make yourself go to church, all of what I said, that's no relationship. Just go ahead and just tell people. Just go ahead because he said, I'd rather you be hot or cold. I'd rather you just love me or not love me. I know I say it a lot, but that woman on that front row, Tim Cotton, you're, he's a nice guy. Tim can tell me, Jeremy, Mario, whoever, you really need to love her. You really, man, I, you're, you're busy. You need to take her out on a date. When was the last time y'all went out? Man, it's been a long time. I just don't really enjoy being with her. But, man, you need to love her. Okay. Tim said, I need to take you out. You want to go? No? Oh, hey, fine. I didn't want to go either. You got any more advice? Because it didn't work. You know, but why did it not work? Because my heart wasn't in it to begin with. Hmm. I need to commit everything to him. Hmm. I don't like that. That's in, what is that? That's Chronicles. Oh, let's go to Psalms. Promises. Promise me. Promise me. I like those. Yeah. My heart is steadfast, oh God. I will sing and make music with all my soul. Oh, wait, harp. I will. Oh, that's, this is nice. This is good stuff here. I'm going to stay here, right here. I like this spot, right? It's a good spot. I like this. It's good. You don't get to choose. You don't. You don't get to choose. And here's the thing. My wife, you know, this doesn't happen in the real world. Now, if I don't love her, it's over. It can be over. There can be a divorce. She can't come to me in the courtroom in that divorce and say, mm-hmm. Now, kneel down in front of everybody and worship me. Like you should, you sorry dog. Worship me right now. Kneel down and worship me. I took all your money. I took your family. I took it all. And I got it now. Look at me. Now kneel down. And, no, that ain't going to happen. That man's still going to be bitter. He's still going to be mad. He's going to walk up and be like, mm, I hate you. Now, in the spirit world, here's what's going to happen. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. If you don't kneel and give your heart to God. There will be a time, it could, and it's going to be, it, it could be instantaneous. You know, for me, it was like, good night, Steve. Nighty night. Next memory. I'm on the operating table. It's like, oh. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> we, we did it. <laughs> we, we did all that stuff. Uh, and you slept through it. That happened? I'm telling you, it could be driving down the road, driving down the road. Next, I'm at the judgment seat. Whoa. I'm in, oh, God, Jesus, oh, Jesus, Lord I, know, Lord, I know I haven't been everything that I need to be, Lord, I know that I've been in service after service, and I've been, Lord, I promise you, I had the best intentions, I really, really, I believe in you, God, I know, and, and Lord, you know that I've given my heart to you, as a child, I gave my heart to you, and, I, and you get to that point, and you're at the judgment, and he says, I never knew you. I just don't even know who you are. I don't even know you. I mean, I know your name. I've got your name right here, and I see what your name is. But over here in this book, in the book of life, I don't have your name here. Your name is not here. It's not written here. And these are the people that I really know. These are the people that have a relationship with me. These are the ones that I'm married to. And there's a relationship. And if you don't have that relationship You've got to develop it now because later on he will be able to say to you, kneel down before me and you worship me and you proclaim that I am king of kings and lord of lords. And they'll do it. And then they'll just get turned around and cast into a sea of... Mm. You know, I know this is the last night of revival. And, and we're going to walk out of here pumped up. You know why we're going to walk out of here pumped up? Because there's going to be some people that are hearing this right now that's hitting them so hard right here. There has been some stuff that is, it's, and I'm fixing to get to this in this sermon. It's crusted. It's hard. You've got like a crustacean type built up all over your, your, your spirit, man. And God is 
God's going to break through to somebody tonight. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. We've been, sir, we've been praying for you. Ma'am, we've been praying for you. So what you're feeling right now, that conviction, that lump in your throat that feels like you're about to start crying, that's okay. Just go ahead and let the tears start rolling right now. That's okay. Under your breath, just start saying, Father, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, God. Forgive me. I'm, I, I, Lord, I'm sorry. I repent. I repent. We need to have it shut up in our bones. We need the tongues of fire like it's talked about in Acts chapter 2. We need that fire of God and the Holy Ghost fire. If you're getting baptized, go ahead and you start to get up, and you can start making your way over here. To the side room, and we, I'll tell you what, just give me about, no, everybody, everybody's got to get ready. What am I thinking? I'm thinking we can do half. We just, we're going to roll on. And I'll talk loud enough that while you're back here, you're going to be able to hear the rest of this sermon. Let me tell you something real quick about the redwood trees, and we're going to touch on this just for a split second. The redwoods, years ago, were going through a, a time when we thought the redwoods were going to be extinct. And here's what needed to happen to the redwoods so that they would not go extinct. And the seed that they were putting out, the seed would germinate. For that seed to germinate, they needed fire. Those seeds that were on the ground needed fire. Why did they need fire? They needed fire to burn up and burn away all of the crusty outer shell so that that seed could then germinate. But here's what happened. Man got in the way. And man said, I don't like the way this, does that sound familiar? I don't like the way that fire falls. I don't like the way that fire destroys. I don't like the way that fire moves and gets rid of some things. I like my nice home. I like my mansions on the hill. I like what I've built up. I like all of what I have done. I like what I have done. I like my stuff. I like me. I like my things. And so, therefore, I'm going to get in the way of this natural fire, and I'm going to have my man-made fire, and I'm going to go over here, and I'm going to cut this path, and I'm going to light this, and I'm going to have some controlled burns. You need to quit trying to have controlled burns in the sanctuary in the house of God. You need to quit saying this. You need to quit coming to church and saying, well... I worship you, Jesus, and I worship you with my right hand only. I'll never raise this left hand. You know, I know that's silly and it sounds funny, but there are some people that are so stubborn, I really don't even know why some come to church because they, they come to church anticipating not giving their heart to God. But let me just leave, let me get off that for a minute. At least they came. At least they came. And keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Don't take that the wrong way. I, I really actually feel convicted I said that. Listen, keep coming. Keep coming. I know I'm a man. I do get frustrated. I'm like, oh, my Jesus, Jesus. But I got to remember what I just preached a minute ago. And I'm like, Lord, we've been praying. We've been praying. We've been praying. And God is intentionally silent, even for my prayer, for somebody else that I love or I know or a friend or a relative. And he's intentionally just working. He's doing it. He's Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. I got, man, I'm telling you, I got I to gotta live what I'm preaching. We will not stand in the way of the firefall. Chucky, he said, we're going to sing set a fire. Y'all heard him. Hey, ain't no secrets up here. Man got in the way and he manipulated the fire. He manipulated the fire and he made the fire be what he wanted it to be. And then what happens is those seeds that need to be getting that fire, they quit getting that fire. They didn't get everything they need. And all the stuff just got messed up. And then the seed doesn't germinate like it should. So when man gets in the way, the crusty part of that seed is not burned away like it needs to be. The hard-hearted, when man gets in the way, when you let yourself get in the way, when you get in the way of God and God's saying, I'm ready to move, I'm ready to move. We say this here at Covenant Church about this time. A time when there's going to be an altar call. And I say, hey, when God moves in, don't walk out. When God moves in, don't move out. Because if you've got... And even an inkling of faith that God can change you or do something in your life, just hang on. 
Just hang out for a minute. Just hang out. Just, just rest. Just rest. Take a little break in His presence. I want to say this to somebody here tonight. Your response tonight, if you want to change, if you want something different, you need to have a different response than what you've had the last 5, 10, 20 years or whatever. Some of y'all have been in altar call after altar call after altar call after service after service and you're going to do your same old you got a routine you got a routine you know when I wanted to, to when I really wanted the hand of that girl which I didn't she wasn't even my girlfriend but when I wanted her for real I, I was like that girl is beautiful Y'all don't know it. She had hair, long curly hair, all the way down to about right here. And I'll tell you this, it was such an amazing difference. I didn't even recognize her from the night before when I saw her because she had her hair all slicked back in a bun. Then the next night it was all down curly and I'm like, and she said, where's Stacy? Where's my friend Stacy? And I said, I don't know, but who are you? And she said, well, uh, I'm Brianne. I, we talked last night. I was like, holy smokes. I don't know what in the world just happened, but this girl is beautiful. And I, I was just, I was just, I'm, I'm, I'm there. But there's some things that I did in that relationship where I went after her. I went to her house when, when her, her boyfriend at the time showed up. And I drove up and I went in that house and I was like, I mean, we can, we can throw down right now if we want. I mean, what? Oh, hey, Gene Stroman. Hey, what's up? I'm Jeremy. Uh, you don't know it, but I'm fixing. I'm gonna. Ha- I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have her. Uh, you, you don't know it yet, but you just lost. Uh, whatever game you were playing, you just lost that game. I'm telling you, I, you got. You cannot. Oh, uh, oh, you. You've got a boyfriend. Oh, oh, okay. No, no, no. No, uh-uh. Quit having the same response. Well, I, I know I'm supposed to walk up to an altar. I'm supposed to kind of rock back and forth. I know I'm supposed to do this. Uh, what else can I do? Any, any ideas? I mean, oh, some people do this. So, oh, so there's some people that do this. this. This is a good look, too. You know, there's a comedian that makes fun of people that don't really love God. They just put on a show. And he's got these things that he talks about like, carry the TV. I'm going to carry the TV. Wash the window. Listen, I know this is kind of a joke and funny right now, but here's, somebody needs to hear this right now, that your worship and your response, God looks at it, and he's been saying for a long time, you know what, that's a joke. You don't love me. You don't want me. You're not coming after me. I'd rather you just walk up out of the door. I want you to be hot or cold. And I would much, much rather for you to be hot. And it's time for somebody to get on fire. You need a fire fall. And it's not going to fire. The fire is not going to fall with you up here just carrying the TV. Hold hold my fish or whatever it is and wash the windows. And, and uh-uh. There's, you got it. You need to do. It's it's the third night of revival. It's the last night of revival. You're here. You showed up. You're gonna have to go back to work in the morning. While you're here, why don't you just get everything that you need to get? Why don't you have a different response? Why don't you let God make a difference in your life? Everybody stand. I'm sorry I went 44 minutes, but I'm telling you what. Somebody needs a touch from heaven tonight. It's supernatural. Ashes won't do. Fan the flame. Let God fire. Let the fire of God fall in your life. These altars are open. They're going to sing, and somebody needs to respond. And I know Chuck said it today. He said, don't leave me hanging. You know what? Don't you leave yourself hanging. 
Don't you leave God hanging. Somebody needs to get so bold tonight that they would say, I don't care if I'm the only one at that altar. I am so sick and tired of being sick and tired. I am tired of being defeated by the enemy. I can't do it. The first step is admitting that I am not God and I am powerless to control my tendencies. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. So here's why we're going to do this baptism tonight. When someone's getting baptized, if you see them on the screen, please don't run to the back. There's too many people getting baptized. So if you want to watch them, the best place you can see them is come up these stairs, walk up these stairs right here, out between the wall and the screen, and just step up there and watch your loved one or relative get baptized. Please don't go to the back room. And then once they're baptized, just make your way right on back down because somebody else is going in the water. Are we going to give some praise tonight to God for all these baptisms? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is powerful. This is revival. All right. I want y'all to, what do y'all got that we're going to sing here? What are we going to sing? Set a fire. Set a fire in my soul. And it is time that somebody sets a fire in their soul. The altars are open. Jake, thank you for being the first one. Come here, buddy. Come here. Give me a big hug. This man, this young man, this is how we, this, you don't have to beg them. You don't have, their heart, here's why. They don't have that crust. I'm glad to see you. They don't have that crust. They don't have it. The reason they can respond so quick and the tears start to fall. And the reason we're not doing it is because we are hard-hearted. We can get hard-hearted. We can have that on us. So let's pray. Let's join them. They set the tempo right here. We want more. I want more of God. Come on, set a fire. You need Jesus. You don't need one more drop of religion. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. Come on. Stop looking around. Stop seeing who. Don't look and see, is somebody going to be first? Am I going to be second? Who cares? You